This is a 98FM podcast. Last night was high drama in Leinster House and we now have Project Red. It does sound like something Bono would set up. IBRC, formerly Anglo, has been wound up. There is no such thing as promissory notes anymore here in Ireland. Instead, we have long-term government bonds and the deadline of paying the £36 billion over the course of a decade is no more. The first payment on this is now due in 2038 with interest being paid in the interim. The government says that all of this will mean that there will not be as many spending cuts and taxes in the future. Those opposed are not happy as we now have no chance to ever burn the bondholders who got us into this mess in the future because that's not something that the ECB do and that all of the €30 billion debt that was foisted on the people of Ireland will have to be paid at some stage in the future. Again, you've heard this term today so much kicking the can down the road. There's so much going on here, but we want your initial reaction. Do you trust the deal that the government has made? And do you think this is going to make Ireland a better place in which to live for you right now? 53981 or you can low call 1850-22-9898. Um, our reporter Sean Maron was out in the streets getting your reaction a little bit earlier on today. Oh. That doesn't appear to be playing, so we will go to that in just a few moments if we can. Uh, 53981, as I mentioned, on this deal. And I do realise that there is so much going on here that it can be very confusing for everyone and there has been so much to take in today whether you're one of the people who stayed up late into the night last night watching what was going on on Oireachtas TV or indeed you stuck with Vincent Brown or RT seeing what was happening in Ireland. It it was a momentous occasion and it has been commented on a huge amount today with people, I think, in a little bit of a muddle as to where this leaves us. And is this a good deal for Ireland? Because next month we were due to pay 36 billion euro, which we no longer have to pay. And you would have heard uh, the minister earlier on saying, uh, Minister Noonan, the Minister for Finance, saying we do not have to pay this in March. And you could actually palpably hear the relief in his voice. But do you trust this deal or are you wary, like that bank guaranteed deal back in 2008, that perhaps, perhaps this could all go askew once again? Glenn, welcome to 98FM. How are you? I'm Graham Merrin, how are you? I'm, I'm all right. Um, it's a lot to take in, isn't it? Yeah, the figures are kind of staggering, all right. Um, I, I, I hate the phrases they're using, you know, that saving us money. You know, it's not saving us any money. It's going to cost us more money to service the debt, but further down the road, so none of us have to really worry about it. But when our children come of age and their children come of age, they'll have to pay it. You know, um, and by by that time, then the the, the pensions crisis will be at its worst. Well, you I know? suppose you're saying we're going to have to pay more. the The hope is that with inflation and what happens with money, that by the time we have to start paying this in in 2038, that uh, the 30 billion will be worth you know between 20 and 25 billion in today's money, and that it will be less. Do you just not buy that? Yeah. No. no. You know, it was, it was like them. They did the same thing in the seventies, I think, when they they transferred all the debt onto the shoulders of our generation, um, and you know, we managed to, to pay it down over the Celtic boom. But here we are again, doing it all over again. You know, is it the sort of you sound? 
You sound not a happy man this evening, Glenn. No, well, I, I, I sat up last night and I watched the whole proceedings. And I listened to all the arguments. And, you know, this thing that we got briefed for 15 minutes for this most vital and important piece of legislation. And still they rammed it through. You know, uh, the call back to the president. They, they knew prior, the president was on his way back in the afternoon. You know, it, it was all over Twitter. And so they knew that he was coming back to sign us, regardless. So the party whip for Fine Gael and Labour must have been out in force yesterday saying, anybody who doesn't vote for this is out, good luck to you. Does it, um, does, it, does it make you feel in any way better that perhaps they had this legislation ready back in September, that it was something they had read through, it was something that they had thought through? Or do you just think, no, again, this is just going to be another mess up? Well, for, first, first of all, on the point you're making there, right, they never said that they had it ready. They never said that it, it was ready to go. It was only that he was forced to acknowledge because everybody, everybody, anybody, uh, the debaters in the, in the doll had said, like, you know, you, this wasn't written in a day. Why wasn't anyone told about this? And just, you know, well, we want to keep it a secret and we don't want to run on the bank and yada, 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 yada. But, like, well, basically what this does is it doesn't, it, we will never have the option now to not pay it. Yeah, that is 100% true for people. Do you think originally when all this happened that the bondholders should have been burnt? Absolutely. We should have defaulted. You so know? those arguments saying we'll never get a loan again, Ireland ah, will never be treated. Iceland. Iceland are borrowing billions now at the, uh, for, for absolutely no interest. Anybody who says they're not is, is living in cuckoo land along with the rest of the government. Because, you know, they've got their economy back on track. Their unemployment is spiralling downwards, out spiralling upwards. And the only saving grace that we have is we have 380,000 people in the last six years have left Ireland. If, if they had a state here, what would our unemployment figures be? 30%? It wouldn't be looking very... It would be higher figures. We'd be, we would definitely be yeah. on par with Spain, I think, is, is what's going on there. Um we're, we're locked into this deal. It's as simple as that. This has been done now. Um, they did say that this was ready. They didn't want to show their hands. They had this legislation ready and uh, they couldn't let people know because that would have been showing their hand to the ECB. Do you buy any of that? No. No. They, they, showed, they showed their hand to the ESB, the, 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 ESB the, the Troika or whatever you want to call them. They basically told the Irish government this is what you're doing. End off. And the, the Irish government head between the tails went, okay. You know, like they, they've been just little play acting all week and all last week about, oh, is there going to be a deal? Is there not going to be a deal? The Troika says no. The ECB says no. Da, 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 da. All week, the last two weeks, listening to us, you know, I... Uh, Listen to various different ministers. I'm just going to be a cutback here. There's going to be another billion off here. And all the Minister Riley's after announcing the, the, the new hospital here and a new hospital there. Um, it's just a farce. The whole thing is a farce. It's all it's a joke. Glenn, just the, the thoughts that we don't have to pay this three point. Six billion in March, and we've been told that there will be um, a billion less in spending cuts that we thought we had to make. Um, that we will have more money. There will be less taxes and less cuts. Does that does that hold any weight with you at all? 
No, the minister himself said there'd be a less harsh budget. He also said that when he made the last budget, that the next budget won't be as harsh. So, you know, going by what he said, he's only saying the same rhetoric. Mm. It's going to be another budget. They've all put the feelers out to take money off the, the, the children's allowance again. They're talking about reducing... Um, the, the, the nine-month unemployment benefit, the six-month unemployment benefit. Yeah. You know, forcing people, uh, not to say that it's a bad idea, but it, taking away the, the, the jobs initiatives like Jobs Bridge and all these other initiatives that try to get people back to work, and instead of, you know, giving them a few extra bob to get them out the door to get back to work, now they're talking about you go to work, you collect your dole, and we decide what your dole is going to be. And if you don't go, you don't get the dole. Yeah, well, there are going to be more stringent checks on that, which I think some people would agree with, some people don't agree yeah, with at no. all. But will you go out and march on? There's a big march organised for Saturday, 1.30pm. There's six or seven marches all over the country. All over the country, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah, absolutely. I'm going out and I'm bringing my kids with me. Bring your kids because you it know, is them who's going to be paying it. You know what I mean? Like my, my, I, I've got four kids, uh, three of them under the age of seven, and you know, it's their future that has just been sold. And, 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 and nobody can come on and justify it. No, not one person can say, oh, yeah. but anybody who does come on doesn't have children. And okay. they don't care, because when my children come of age, my children will have to pay the pensions that they draw down. Well, let's see if someone will come on and justify it. Glenn seems very exasperated. Thanks so much for taking the time to talk to me, Glenn. It's 53981. Do you trust the government and the deal that they did last night, the legislation that was signed by the President, Michael D. Higgins, this morning, just after 7am? What do you make of what's happened? And do you worry about the future? It is going to be children. It's going to be us at our pensionable ages. And it is going to be in the future that this is going to happen. 53981 or you can low call 1850 We are on the show now going to talk to two people who are on quite different sides of the aisle. I am joined by Padder Tobin, who's a Sinn Féin TD for Me the West. Hello, Padder. How are you doing? Hello. How are you getting on there? I'm very well. We were just speaking with Glenn and he sounds extremely exasperated with this deal. You were in the chamber last night. Um, was it... Uh, for those of us who are watching, there seemed to be an element of incredulity or just astonishment. Is that what it was? Well, I suppose on one level, first of all, it was a shambles. Uh, the government were crisis, in crisis management last night. Uh, they brought a piece of legislation into the doll that had only been agreed in Cabinet maybe 10 to 15 minutes earlier. Uh, none, I would say, very f- none of the opposition TDs and, and very few of the government TDs had a chance actually to read the uh, the legislation and it was pushed through in in two and a half hours, you know, and and it covers uh, assets and liabilities of about forty billion euros. So you know, when people look back on the worst, the darkest days of Fianna Fáil and the see the nighttime uh, pushing through of legislation that end up costing us a, a lot of money, they thought those days were over and that you know the, the clear light of day would be offered to TDs to investigate and research piece of legislation. And uh, that wasn't afforded. Uh, the democratic right to o- oversight uh, for TDs to represent their people wasn't afforded at all last night. And, uh, and then we see what happens today. We see uh, a, a, uh, the government announce a deal which, uh, w- w- with the legislation last night, winds down IBRC, yeah. but does not wind down the debt. And in actual fact, the complete debt that this state will pay uh, is actually going to be higher as a result of the deal. 
and uh, we'll have, it won't reduce the debt-to-GDP ratio uh, in, in any way. And in actual fact, it's hard to see how it will have a material effect on individuals who are, you know, first of all, living in areas where guard stations are being closed down, where hospital beds are being closed down, where post offices are being closed down, and who are, you know, struggling with taxes such as uh, household charges, water charges. Well, Patter, in USC. real terms, in real terms, we don't have to pay this 3.6 billion in March, and we have been told in the next year there will be a billion in savings, and we won't have to borrow over the next decade 20 billion euro. And it's hoped that we will there will be less taxes and less spending cuts. So, in real terms, do you think that this deal mis- will will keep us better off? I, first of all, I, like I, I, I will say this: that this is a less odious deal than Fianna Fáil's deal. But this is an unfair debt. This, remember, this is a toxic debt of a bank that uh, literally gambled as much as it could to, uh, to increase its profits. And there, this debt is not our debt and should not be paid by the state. And we said Sinn Féin kept this issue front and centre for the last two years, and we literally tried to push the government onto the ground that there needs to be a write-down of this debt. And uh, the government never once asked shockingly for the write-down of the debt. Now, you know, it, it, it's also a misnomer because I've heard the government come on and say, well, we don't have to borrow $20 billion as a result of this deal over the next 10 years. And people come away from that and say, well, that's a great deal. Like, there's $20 billion less borrowing as a result of this deal. But the fact is, that $20 billion borrowing is just, instead of being front-loaded, is now being uh, end-loaded. And instead of you know, the, the current crop of capital, most of them uh, paying for it uh, in their taxes, People who are, as I call it, the, the kindergarten uh, uh, debt deal, people who are uh, babies and kids now will be paying for it in years to come. People leaving school at 18 years of age now will be paying this debt when they're nearly 70 years of age. It's absolutely, you know, it, it's immoral that one generation would just shove a good chunk of the debt onto the next generation. And there will be a one point uh, one billion euro interest payment as a result of uh, this deal this year. So it's not, it's not a case that, you know, for the next 10 years we're, we're home and dry. And also, just one other point on that. Uh, our team met with the Troika uh, a yeah. couple of weeks ago and asked if there is a write-down or if there is a deal on, on, on this debt. Is it the case that the, the, the upcoming budgets will, will be uh, less severe? And they said, well, to be honest, they said we would see it as a windfall and we would see it that it is really important that the government still pay down debt and we wouldn't be in agreement that... Uh, the level of debt repayment on an annual basis would, would decrease. So the the thing, okay, you're saying that the annual debt is not going to decrease, but as you said there, all of this really got underway back in 2008 under a bank guarantee scheme that uh, yeah. we were brought into. Your team from a delegation from Sinn Féin went to meet the Troika. Did you honestly come away from that meeting thinking that any deal would be done? Because we've been talking about burning bondholders for going on five years now. And I think we all knew that that was never going to happen. Well, to be honest, look at this. We said years ago, we said, you have to burn the bondholders. You have to give a write down. Uh, and they said it can't be done. And then Iceland did it. And then they said, well, it can't be done in, in the euro. Well, then Greece did it. And then they said, well, you know, Greece is a special case. It can't be done elsewhere. And then, you know, Spain and, and Italy got into dodgy situations. Uh, and then it said, okay, what we're going to do there, we're going to separate uh, sovereign debt and bank debt. And, you know, none of these were on offer to us because we didn't play hardball with them. Well, and, and in actual fact, the ECB reacts to crisis. The ECB will react to when the situation gets so serious that it has to react. But the Irish government played the best boy in the class and did 
you know, literally went over there and said, nothing, there's nothing wrong here. And, 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 you know, when you look at the Irish delegation, the Irish delegation were being paid 20%, maybe 30% more than their actual, the German and ECB delegations that they're negotiating with. So how could it be ludicrous to take them seriously saying, gosh, things are so bad in Ireland, okay, you have well, to give us a deal. Well, we're not just going to get into what salaries are uh, of, of people at the moment right now, but we are going to cross the aisle as well because I'm joined by uh, Labour TD for Dublin North Central, Aon O'Reardon. Aon, thanks for joining me this evening. Um, yeah, uh, uh, Padder Tobin from Sinn Féin is saying that we are just being the good boy of the class and that we're fools, basically, for doing this. Well, that's Sinn Féin's job, and um, Padder does it very well. Uh, Sinn Féin's job is to keep people as angry as possible. Uh, our job is to try and get us out of this mess that we're in. Now, if you look at what actually happened today, today's a very good day. If you look at what we've been dealing with for the last number of years, it's been all about Anglo. It's been all about IRBC, IRBC, it's all been about showing Fitzpatrick, it's been about promissory notes. We are now in a position where we can move on from that. But we actually have, for the first time, I think today, people can actually see a, a tangible benefit for the strategy that we have been following. And it has been a, a, a difficult strategy, and, and nobody's pretending otherwise. But to be honest, if there was an easy option, a credible easy option, not to do what we've been doing in terms of budgets and strategies and talking with our European partners and talking with the Troika and trying to get uh, the deal that we've got finally got today, we would have taken it. But the, the fact is that there was never a write-down on the table. It never has been on the table and it never will be on the table. We are borrowing 44 million euro a day. We're basically borrowing a billion euro a month to fund the country. So when you're in that situation, you know, uh, you have to be sure that you can actually fund things like schools, like hospitals, like public servants pay, and like all the things that the country needs. Now, today, we have a situation where 20 uh, billion of what we are to borrow will not be necessary to, to borrow anymore, and we have 1 billion a reduction in the deficit uh, every year now for the next period of time. Well, people are just deal. thinking but that we're not facing up to these responsibilities and an awful lot of people think that we should never have had these responsibilities on but us. I, com- I completely accept that. I mean, but the, the thing is that if your house burns down, uh, you know, you can have a, a nice long round uh, and uh, discussion as to who, who, who burnt it down and that's fine. But the fact is that your house is still burnt down and you have to build it up again. Now, I completely accept that we should never have been saddled with this debt in the first place. But the fact is that a deal was done that saddled us with this debt, and we have to deal and unpick with that situation. Now, I can go back over, and it's easy for somebody like me in the Labour Party to blame what Fianna Fáil did, and supported by other parties in the Oireachtas, including Sinn Féin, about the bank guarantee and all that. But that's, you know, irresponsible politics in my view, because we have to deal now with the situation we find ourselves in to build an Ireland that can actually be proud of. And today is the first tangible, I think, uh, step along the way that people can see. You know something? The last budget was tough and the previous budget was tough. But if it means we got a cut of 20 billion off, uh, off what we had to borrow, 10 billion off our deficit, couple that with the 10 billion we saved off the, uh, the interest rate uh, last year, the promissory note, I mean, we were going to pay 3.1 billion in cash, in cash at the end of March. That is not now going to take place because of the um, amount of, you know, uh, negotiations and all the rest of it. And can I just say this very quickly? Like, our reputation across Europe was dirt, was absolute dirt when we took over uh, government there uh, almost two years ago. We were a laughingstock of Europe, the way we had run our economy into the ground. We had no friends. And now we have a situation where the ECB uh, and, uh, you know, the, 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 those who, uh, who have, we have negotiated this deal with are in a position to, uh, you know, to, to cut this deal with us. It is a good day, and it certainly is beginning. 
uh, of, of us turning a real corner, a real tangible corner in, in, in Irish economic terms. Patrick Tobin from Sinn Féin, um, I don't think that we can argue that our reputation was indeed dirt a few years ago. Do you think that it is um, your job in politics and what you're doing is riling the Irish people up when you know that we couldn't have gotten a better deal? To be honest, the mandate we got, the 7,000 people that voted for myself voted on, on the basis that we said we would try to, if we were in government, and get a write-down of the debt. And if we weren't, that we would try to push the government onto the ground looking for a write-down of the debt. And in actual fact, uh, Aon's uh, party basically said that it wouldn't be Frankfurt's way, that it would be actually their way. But the, the truth of the matter is we are still paying for the Anglo-Irish debt here. The government has effectively exchanged promissory notes for long-term bonds. And that actually has... That ha- people should realise... That's a, it, it might sound complex, but that will have a real effect on, on people's lives because government bonds are even more permanent. And if a new government would get into power in, in five years or, or, or three years, what this government has done has actually made it more difficult for a write-down to happen. And by extending the term, we're actually now liable for a greater sum. And extending an unfair debt does not make it a fair debt. And, you know... While I, I, I will agree that the imposition directly in the next few years will be less uh, difficult as a result of this deal, overall what we've done is we've pushed the repayment of this debt onto a future generation. And it is really unfair to think that you know, individuals who are not even alive yet will be paying for the mistakes. Uh, and my, 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 my colleague Pierre Stardy made the point that he's a, a young child who is just starting to learn to crawl, who will be paying for the debt in four, in, when the child is 40 years of age. And, you know, while, with no doubt it would be very difficult to move the ECB onto the, the ground of, of a need for the right down. But look at it like this. Ireland, on our little shoulders, has actually, you know, uh, taken the burden of, of most of the European banking crisis on ourselves. Per, per what, person, what, I, I realise that that's there. But day-to-day, um, day-to-day patter... Do we not have to have to alleviate some of the suffering right now? Do we not have to try? And I know people might think that this is just a bandage for an operation, but do we not have to try to alleviate some of the suffering that's happening right now? I would like. There's no doubt we have to alleviate suffering now. We have to try and get growth going now. And the point I made by the troika is that the troika were of the view that even with a write down or a restructuring of this, they would still need the same level of, of cuts. Uh, and uh, uh, tax increases in the next budget. But what I'm saying to you, given that, it, you know, a write-down would have given a, a, a proper breathing space to this economy. Right now we have about 120% debt-to-GDP ratio. In other words, we, we owe 120% of what we actually earn. In any economic terms, that's considered that, unsustainable. It, I can understand this, that this, it's unsustainable, but the fact is, is, is the issue that we're, we're living in right now. Aon, can you honestly say to us that the next budget is not going to be as harsh? Are we going to see some alleviation, or are we still going to be under the thumb of the ECB and Europe as we have been for the last five years? Um, it, it's going to be a difficult budget, but it will, it will be easier as, as a result of what happened today. Because remember, the deficit is still a situation where we're, we're not taking as much as we're spending. And that's sort of a, you know, that, that's, that's a reality that we have to face up to. I mean, if we are to accept Sinn Féin's mantra of, you know, let's 
you know, guarantee the banks and then pretend that we didn't uh, vote for it. Then tell the IMF to go home with their money, even though they're the only ones who want to give us money. Can I just come and in then, briefly, oh, no, I did actually, in fairness, Father, I didn't interrupt you. I think you're like, no, I'm only asking, can I come in? Um, and then, no, uh, you know, in terms of the, you know, the, 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 let's not, we don't even need the ESM you know, in order to recapitalize, uh, recapitalize the banks, you know, in terms of the fiscal compact. I mean, and then the whole issue of the budget proposals. I mean, if Sinn Féin are serious, when the Sinn Féin were dealing with, with the government that we have in Ireland in terms of budget proposals, that they wanted to put forward as a genuine alternative to what we have put forward uh, as a government, they didn't even bother to get them costed by the Department of, uh, of Finance. So look, when you're dealing with, with people at this level, you have to make sure that you can get a real win, a real win for the Irish people. And that's what we've been determined to do. Because, look, I look at these people all these... I mean, I go into secondary schools, I talk to transition year students, and I want to build an Ireland that they can be proud of and that they can believe in. And, but the difference is, I give you a tariff and credit, and I tell you that I want it to be re repaid uh, tomorrow. Or I say, here's a tariff and credit, and you can repay it to me over 40 years. The second option is obviously a much uh, less painful option. Is Adder, would you accept that you'd easily, have to take that? Easily, easily, uh, repay because uh, nobody's accepting this is fair. Sorry, just, I want to complete this point if I can. Nobody is ever suggesting this is fair. Nobody in my party ever said it was fair. But what you have to do when you're involved in real serious politics is to find a real solution that actually benefits real people and not fantasy stuff. 53981, Patter? Yeah, a couple of points there. Um, when the bank guarantee happened, uh, Sinn Féin was in favour of depositors uh, being guaranteed. But when Fianna Fáil decided to give a blanket uh, guarantee, we voted against it. Now, Aon knows that, but he doesn't want your listeners to know that, which I think is extremely disingenuous. Also, another point to say is when we did our, uh, our pre-budget submission this year, uh, every single point in it was actually costed by the uh, Department of Finance, except one, which is a wealth tax, which the Department of Finance wouldn't cost because they don't deliver a wealth tax in, in this state. So again, very disingenuous uh, for Aon to try and intimate otherwise. And remember, our position here was Aon's position just before the election. You know, but well, isn't we, it different when you're in real politics, and, when you're in wrong. power? Does that, not, does that not change how you view things sometimes well, when you see it, the inner it workings be, of things? Because, you know, I, we believe that, you know, the state is in crisis. That we have lost more jobs in the last four years than any other Western state since the Great Depression. 87,000 people uh, have emigrated last year. Uh, and they reckon about 87,000 will emigrate again this year. Since Labour came into government, there are 20,000 less jobs in the state. Now, I don't want to be the harbinger of doom. It, it, it's my people, it's my, it's, it's my family and friends who are losing their jobs and, and being forced to emigrate. But I think I really, everyone is in that situation. We're trying to shock and wake the, the Labour and Fianna Gael up to say that this level of crisis demands a greater response than literally going in to talk to the ECB and saying, we see that debt we owe you. We're going to pay you every single penny of that back. And you know what? We're actually going to be paying more. And Aon made the, the, the point about the 1,000 euros. Would you refer to pay it today? Would you refer to pay it in 20 years? The, the point is, in 20 years, that 1,000 euros is going to be more because of the interest going on to that 1,000 well, uh, 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 euros. We, of course, do have those interest repayments, which we will continue to have to pay. And we have just uh, pushed the bigger payments down the road. Gentlemen, I'd like to thank you both Hello. for joining me. Okay. Uh, Labour TD, Aon O'Riordan, and, of course, uh, Patter Tobin, TD for uh, Meath West with Sinn Féin. There was a lot being said throughout all of that. I don't think that those two gentlemen, obviously, are ever really going to agree on exactly what has happened. We're talking about the finer workings of government, but what it means for you. John, welcome to the show. How are you? How are you doing? How are things? I'm, I'm good. Uh, it's all a lot that's going on at the moment, John. It was fast and furious last night. What do you make of it all? 
I'm very, I'm actually very, very disappointed. I'm really, really annoyed and, uh, and angry at the government, and I'll tell you why. Um, if you take a look at it, uh, if you look at the Eurostat figures, we've paid 43% of the total European bank yeah. debt paid back so far today. We paid 9,000 for every man, woman and child today, okay? And yet the European average is 129 euros. The government could have easily said, we will pay absolutely not another penny until every country, including Spain, the UK and the rest of the countries all step up to step up to the plate and they pay their fair share as per GDP, right? The government had got the backbone to do that. They could have also the other thing I don't understand as well is they're just on, keep on screwing the average person all the time. And you know, they have given the Irish people nothing. Absolutely nothing. They've done nothing for the people of Ireland. They've done everything for the uh, ECB, the uh, the IMF, which are privately owned by the way. They're not owned by uh, big huge banks. They're privately owned institutions. Well like that's why we, we can't get out of this deal with the ECB. It is entrenched now because they do not have a d- default mechanism for us to do. So we will have to pay this money. But if you're so annoyed with what's happened now, Mm. should we not really have made, back in 2008, and I know I've said this before, was that not the time for us to go, hold on a second? Absolutely. But you know, do, you, do you know why I kind of blame on a lot of this as well, the media? And I'll tell you why. Because there's been a blackout on Iceland. Iceland told them to go and get lost, okay? Not yes. only did that, they fired their politicians, they changed their political system to the way that they were wanted, and Iceland is flying it now. And yet, not once, nobody from Ireland in any of the media got up there and took a look at it and, and, and kept showing this alternative, alternative way of doing things. Um, and, and that, to me, is really annoying. The other thing about it is that's really annoying is that we've got so much... Um, uh, assets, 1.3 trillion they're reckoned now between oil and gas off the coast of Ireland. How come, instead of harming people and taking every last penny off them, why couldn't they say, right, if you're going to pay this back, right, let's do it with the reserves that we have off the coast of Ireland? Well, off the coast of it's it's an argument that is co- continually brought up. Of course, off the coast of Ireland and finding this oil, they think that it's there, but we have to actually go out find the money to actually do this. Uh, John, I'm with John, but Pat is also joining me on 98 FM. It's five three ninety eight one to get in contact. Pat, um, how do you feel about the deal? Uh, the first thing I, I think, um, I suppose looking back at everything and, and that's gone on, I think it was a good deal. I think we've, we, we, we've given ourselves breathing space. I don't think we were ever going to get our debt rolled off. I listened to the Sinn Féin uh, councillor guy there and, and the way he was talking, and I've never heard Pat of it. Pat Patatobin, come here. Pure, unadulterated mahogany gas pipe, and I'll qualify that now. I really think Christine Lagarde should re- should should resign, and Pierce Doherty should be running, should take her job, and the rest of the shinners. I'll tell you one thing he said. Christine and he, Lagarde, he was, the head of the IMF. Yeah, yeah, Pierce Doherty should be in there, and we'll all have a happy, wonderful, you know, a happy, wonderful world, yeah. So you I'll think you, that you think it's rhetoric from, from Sinn Féin? Pure, well, I'll, t- I'll pick you up on one thing he said. They backed the Fianna Fallers who brought us. Don't forget now, the world, Ireland was described as the Wild West banking of the world. Yes. Of the world. So therefore, I would deem it would have been the most corrupt banking state in the world. Uh, okay, uh, the Shinners, the Shinners, the Shinners in their wisdom backed the Fianna Fallers because they thought it was a great idea. The other thing, the other thing I will say is, uh, I remember Pierce Doherty about seven or eight months ago when there was a three billion to be paid of taxpayers' money to guarantee uh, the, 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 the savings of taxpayers and pensioners in Ireland. And when one of the Fingale guys was taught, it was, it was that show, that the arrogant guy, the, the TV3 show, 
Uh, Vincent Brown. Vincent Brown. The the thing Gael Goyle was trying to get in and explain to Pierce Doherty, and he went on one of these Paisley rants, and he never showed up, and the guy just said to him, listen, that three billion that you're giving out about is three billion to guarantee the Irish taxpayers up to 100,000 euro in the banks and the pensioners, and he showed up and said nothing. So he doesn't know what he's talking about, and the rest of the Sinn Feiners want to get a grip and stop shouting everything down. But is it not their, I suppose, is it not their job being in opposition to have an opposition stance? No, I've never voted. You tell me one person that has voted for the TD to, to tone down everything, even if I've, every TD, and I voted for the Sinners, by the way, but it'll be a long time before I'll vote for them again because I wanted to see them in, to see how patriotic they were to the country, instead of shouting everything down. Everyone who votes for somebody in Dollar, they vote for them to help the country, to do the best they can for the country, whether they're in opposition or not. And that's a cliche. You know what I mean? That's a cliche. It's my job. If that's their job, I won't be voting for them again to tone down everything. The country is in a heap, it's in a bad way. And I think the deal we possibly got is probably a good deal. I'd say I'd say it is a good deal because it allows a little bit of leverage when it comes to budgets. It allows people like myself and all of us who are being taxed up to the gills. It allows, hopefully, it allows us a bit of breathing space. To, to be able to go on about our lives. And I will say, I hope the government use the same system for people who are in mortgage difficulty, that the debt can be passed on to the next generation rather than seeing people out in the streets. Well, are you, um, are I, you worried about that, that it is being passed? It's very interesting what you said about mortgage relief there. Um, I suppose that's a different issue for a different day. Very interesting, though. But are you worried about the fact that we're not right now looking at this debt in the face? We're just kind of going, right, we're not going to deal with this now. We're going to brush it under the carpet. This is, what I think is we have no choice. You can talk, you, people can talk about Iceland. Iceland don't need to buy, Iceland don't need to bring in crude oil and all sorts of uh, energies like we do. We've no energy. I, Iceland is nearly self-sufficient. They've hot water running all over the place. Do you know what I mean? So there is a difference. They can survive. So it's a, it's, it's a different setup. And the other thing I will say, we have, we're in the, we're in the euro. And it was one of the greatest things that ever happened to us. And let's not forget that. Now, what we've done Do you done think is, that it really raised, is, considering oh, oh. that we can't, we can't now deflate our own currency, yeah. which, which got no, us into no, a lot of trouble? We had no problem doing that when we were getting millions and billions and everything and infrastructure money. Now, and, and what has happened, we've raped the German taxpayer, the German pensioner, the French, the Dutch, the taxpayers and pensioners of them, them countries, and now we're saying, listen, it's not our fault. We're the happy guys. We don't want to pay the money back. Put the shoe on the other foot. If that was Ireland and we had to pay extra taxes and extra everything else to bail out a country like like Holland or Italy who, who said we're not paying Ireland back, what would we be doing? We'd be up in arms. So we took the money. We corruptly spent the money. We destroyed the economy. We were the most corrupt banking system probably in Europe. And then we want everyone else to take the hit. And we want to be good little guys and be great fellas. But I think, is that the problem, Pat? But is that the problem, though? That it's a, <laughs> this is all about the and banking system. I, I've, I go into a bank and lodge money, but that's all I've got to do with the and Bank. Yeah, but well, who, who guaranteed it? Who was the politicians that we all yeah, elected? Yeah, I fully, no, I fully they, they accept. They actually done it, and they stood over it. The Irish state will stand over this. And don't forget, we thought we were pulling the fast one. We thought we would go back. We thought we were pulling a fast one because we were coming out with the paddy wackery and the queue heroism. We'll guarantee the bank's money. We shouted and roared. What happened? English banks and financial institutions and European institutions were putting their money into the Irish banks because it was being guaranteed. 
So what did the other countries have to do? Britain, Germany and all the other countries who would have let the banks go, by the way. They, they had to do the same. They had an awful lot of money in our banks. Br- uh, Britain couldn't have let us uh, go down anyway, I don't think. Listen, Pat, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Thanks so much. Pat there does think it's a good deal and is rather annoyed, though, at Gambian politics um, in this country. It's 1850-22-98-98 or... 53981 for your reaction with the deal that was done last night because it does seem to be enshrined in stone now. Murad, welcome to the show. How are you? Hello, Maureen. Good evening. How are you? I'm very well. Um, this deal, your initial yes or no to it, how do you feel? I'm most definitely a yes. I think it's a good deal that the government have pulled off. I think Sinn Féin giving out about it is a bit ridiculous. I don't see what they would have done different. They're, I think they're just coming across as a bunch of jumped-up militants who say no to everything. Oh, so think, you agree with Pat that it just seems like they're saying no. Are they not there to show a different path, to kind of go, right, yes, it, it, no. it mightn't be 100% certain, but they have to show a different way? Okay, there's a difference in showing a different way and living on cloud cuckoo land. And even Jerry Adams in the general election of two years ago, you could see they didn't have any plan. They just wanted to please the people. They wanted to say all the right things humour the people. If they were in the driving seat, they'd be acting very differently right now. You, um, you genuinely think that? That's what I think. I don't think there'd be much of a change. Listen, our hands are tied. They were tied by Fianna Fáil on the night of the guarantee when the two Bryans guaranteed those banks. It's, it's just cleaning up a giant mess. So do you think um, that us shouting and roaring now about it is superfluous, that there's no point in doing it? No, there's no point in doing that now. What we have to do is we were given the best deal possible. We would have been laughed out of that room if we had gone in and asked for, I don't know, a 50% write-off or something like that. We have been given time to rebuild our economy. We've been given time to let get the economy growing. Maybe in about 10 years' time, there'll be a new German Chancellor in and they'll say, OK, you know, we were good. We should have a write-off of some of it. Or maybe in 25 but they, years' time. But they can't be. That's it. There can't be a write-off now. It's it's all with the ECB, and they do not have this mechanism by which we can write off. All of this money, 100% of it, is going to have to be paid now. Okay. Okay. Sorry about that. I didn't fully know that. But um, in about, like, inflation will come into account as well. That's another thing. Yeah. And, and I'm pretty sure this can't adapt to inflation. And no, it can't. Who's to say in 25 years' time there's going to be an EU? You know what I mean? Who's to say that Germany is to be the top dog? <laughs> oh, Lord, you're killing us. Um, <laughs> well, no, there, there certainly is elements of that. Um, yeah. An awful lot of people are pointing to the fact today that we are just ignoring this and that we are putting a huge debt on future generations. Yes, OK, I understand where people are coming from there. They think it's going. It's another 40 years. I understand that, paying the banks back, paying, sorry, the, the Europe, Europeans back. back yep. Right. But you'll be in a different place. I mean, there's going to be less um, uh, hard budgets now. The budgets will only get easier. We had an awful budget this year. It'll get easier. People will slowly but surely start spending again. I hope that it never gets as ridiculous as the boom again because that's what got us in this mess. And it was ridiculous. I just hope that we've learned something from this and we can pay them back and, not, and almost start again start again it would be nice to wipe the slate clean listen Murad thanks so much for um, taking the time to talk with me this evening it's 53981 and um, we've had a lot of people saying that they were pro this deal that this was the best that we could possibly have had we're wondering what you think 53981 it is your show for your opinions Billy welcome to 98FM how are you hello how are you doing yeah um, Billy this deal I know that it all seemed very cloak and dagger last night yeah. when there was this emergency session and yeah. it was high drama to say the least do you think that we got a 
good deal yesterday. No, no, we didn't. Uh, the, the politicians you had earlier on they were talking complete garbage, complete assholes. You think both of them? Yeah, both of them, both of them, complete assholes, and so are all of them at the moment. Uh, Fina Gale, but they're absolutely brilliant. They're neat. they're brilliant. They were able to stay up till two, and then I know they weren't in charge. But then uh, the night, uh, as that chap was saying, uh, when back we in two thousand eight with the bank guarantee scheme. Yes. Why couldn't they stay up that night? Where were they all that night? When uh, when the two Bryans t- took it upon themselves and, uh, without the house. Well, that give, was uh, that was without the house. Now we can't point the finger at every single TD who was no, who was in that government. But why weren't they all summoned back in the middle of the night from wherever part of the country for? Uh, because we were told to be no money in the bank the next morning in the machines, yeah. But he, well, there was God rumor. The rumors. There were rumors, that yeah, night. and we got the money. We got the money, sixty-four billion. We we haven't got it all yet. We'll be getting it over the next so many years to pay off all the banks. It's not a great deal. And I want to write down, because every time I look at the bloody paper, Greece will get a write-down. Greece has got a couple of write-downs. So, then, do you think that we're shouting at the wind and we should have done something in 2008, that now is not the time to do it? Because 2008, we should have, at least, as I said, we should have been, uh, they should have, the chamber should have been full like it was last night. It was a much more important thing in 2008 than they were debating last night. It was only promissory notes for the next 30 years. Uh, three, three billion a year. Do you think it's in any way, shape, or form? You're you're obviously hugely against this, and you don't think that we should be paying one red cent of this money no, because well, it is a bondholders. I mean, no, I want to write down. I don't know how much is the figures. How much did we borrow uh, to bail out the bank? Sixty-four well, billion. Well, yeah. What we've got is that we had to pay on these pr- promissory notes. I know it was that. Thirty point six billion. Um, but. There's a lot of people now. This is still the bank's money. It's still bondholders' money that we have agreed to pay back, and now we yeah. have to do that. This is obviously something well, it's that not going, it's not going to make a difference to people's life. Like uh, I'm struggling, like everyone else. Uh, there's war. Property tax is supposed to come in this year, yeah. and the water tax is still coming in next year. Yeah, I got a leaflet in today. I was going to rip it up, but it sure doesn't matter. I'm going to just do my best not to pay. I don't have the money like everyone else, and we don't know what else is going to be coming in. Would it? Does it give you any hope that there might no, be some no, relief in the next no, budget? I'm trying. To, I'm actually sitting at home now watching Teddy. I'm listening to Rage of uh, I'm trying. To, I'm, I don't stop with myself. But I'm fighting the battle, trying to not get depressed on a daily basis now. Uh, I, you know what I mean? And is that what it's like when you wake up and after the first hour you're just like, what the hell is going on? Well, it is. It is when you know when you get like everyone else when you get paid at the end of the month, just gone by January, and you pay your bills, and then you can't wait for. Look forward to the next blood, you know, and then this bill drops in, that bill drops in. You're just trying, you're just trying to manage at the moment, like, mm-hmm. and then this is before the property tax comes in. The words, and that man says that uh, people will be spending again. He must be on drugs, totally on drugs. The last caller saying people will spend again. They won't spend again. They've no money. And even if they do have money, do you think that people will be saving because no, they're waiting they for the next because hit? Because they don't know what's coming down the line. Like, sure, people could, could, couldn't manage before Christmas last year, and we've had new charges in since. It's complete garbage. I want the write-down. Greece is getting a write-down. Every time I look at the paper, they've got a write-down. They do uh, seem to be Eddie getting... And Kenny keeps on saying, we'll pay our way, we'll pay our way. You know, <laughs> yeah, we pay our way, but, we, like, let's be honest, we're after doing everything Europe has asked for of us uh, to try, and we're after being, if you like to call it, goodbyes eight times. Now, yeah. you know, every eight times, I want to be cut a bit of slack. End of story. End of st- I, well, at this stage, the slack that they're trying to give us is that we won't have to pay back the $3.6 billion in in March, but not good enough for an awful lot of people. Billy, thanks so much for taking the time to talk to me. It's 53981. We are talking about the deal, the late night dramatic deal that happened in our very own Leinster house here in Dublin last night. It is the Jolie Show with Maureen O'Connell. Kevin, welcome to the show. How are you? Not too bad, Maureen. Not too bad at all. Um, there's um, there's um, either anger or people are quite happy kind of going, well, we're going to have a bit of relief this year. What do you think about this deal? 
Well, it's 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 kind of like I sort of came up. I was trying to think of what would be the best analogy for it, um, and it was the, the best one I can come up with from my point of view is is the fact that uh, if you like Ireland, the people of Ireland were sort of framed for a crime that they didn't commit, right? Yeah. And uh, our first lawyer was was Fianna Fáil, Brian Cowan and Brian Lennon. That was our sort of our defence team uh, the first time round. Yep. And they pretty much got us like 30 years of hard labor, um, despite the fact that we were innocent. So, so that was the first, that was the first gang. So obviously the, the, the people of Ireland were like, okay, right, these okay. guys are crap, let's get rid of them. Fine Gael and Labour came along and said, hey, we'll be your defense team, we'll definitely get you off, we'll put in an appeal, we'll get, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely... This well, they said that they'd shorten the term, if we're going to stick with your analogy, they said that we'd shorten the term, not get us off. They said that they'd shortened the term when they yeah. were when they were electioneering. I think they said, uh, you know, not a penny more to the bank to the bondholders, something like that. Yeah. Now, what I would say is that now they've come back and they've done this deal and they said, hey, hey, you know what? Great news. We've just gotten you forty years in a medium security prison. Your family will be able to come and visit you. You'll be able to, uh, you know, you might get a, you know, more time in the in the in the yard for exercise, it's, it's great, you know. And uh, basically, what I'm thinking is, yeah, that would be fine if I'd committed the crime. I'd be delighted with you. Yeah. But we're innocent. The people of Ireland are innocent of this crime. We do not, we did not cause this death. It's, it's that simple. And that's what both these governments have now betrayed us over. I mean, it's, it's quite simple. Is that what you think it is? A, a, a betrayal? I would say it's 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 somewhere between. Uh, I, I don't I don't even know if these guys can see it. I don't know if you, how you could how you could actually be aware of what you're doing and still do it. You know what I mean? I think it's some sort of Stockholm syndrome where they identify more with um, our captors, well, captors. And yeah. than with with their with their own people. Do you think I, this protest on Saturday is going to do anything? Um, like protests won't do anything if you go and do one protest. What needs to happen is what happened in Egypt and in things. People say protests don't work. Protests don't work because people don't keep at them. If 100,000 people were outside Dal Airn every day for a month, I can guarantee you that the government would shift its ass. But if people turn up once every two months and wave a few flags and wave a few banners, that's going to achieve nothing. You know, you have to hit them where it hurts, you have to get in their faces. You have to get into their clinics and go up to your local uh, TD and say, you know, you have let us down, you've betrayed us, you've sold us out. Now, I'm not, I'm not particularly angry because I got angry about this back in 2008 when I saw it, it was all like going up and, you know, when yeah. I saw where it was going. But then, you know, you start getting road rage in cars and then you just got to gotta sort of let it go. But that's, that's the easiest way I would put it. It's, it's, it's incredibly, um, it's incredibly disappointing. But it's exactly what I expected them to do because you know that they wouldn't. A lot of people are saying the exact same thing that they just wouldn't stand up to people who a lot, a lot of people think are our overlords. Kevin, it's been a pleasure talking to you, and thank you for the analogy as well, which was great, a great way to put it. Five three ninety eight one, or you can local eighteen fifty twenty two ninety eight ninety eight. You've been listening to a 98FM podcast. Download more at 98FM.com.